What's going on, friends? I hope that everything's going well today. I know that a lot's been going on, especially with COVID-19 hitting the world. There's been a call to isolate ourselves from other humans, and obviously for good reason. Um, But this has really caused a disruption in our day-to-day activities. Um, We all want to be safe. We want those to be safe um, who are immune compromised and really who just don't need to get sick. And we want everyone to be safe here at The Bearded Nerd. So just as a disclaimer, we want everyone to be safe. Um, But like I said, this, you know, this COVID-19 is going to cause us to kind of shift our day-to-day activities. But you know what? That's okay. You know, one cool thing about being gamers is that we are used to um, easy transitions, right? You know, we can play one game or one campaign and then switch to another without really a big um, disruption to our, you know, mental health, our physical health, or even just our day-to-day activities. It's not a big deal. So with that spirit in mind, we're now going to be switching to a digital platform, right? We're probably going to start playing online together. And for most of us, there's so many options out there that it's kind of hard to quantify what's going to be the best for our game or what's going to be the best for our situation. But for those of you who religiously play D&D, it's not going to be a big deal for you, right? It's going to be something where as long as you can um, remain true to the core concept of what Dungeons and Dragons is, which is a collaborative storytelling game, you will be fine. Your game will be successful um, as you know as long as there's no dis- disruptions towards the game and towards the story. Specifically, you'll be fine. Um, for those who don't play D&D, first and foremost, I welcome you to play D&D during this time. It'd be a great game to kind of learn and to um, do with your friends. But for those who um, aren't going to play D&D, these tips are also going to work for you. So it's not necessarily just D&D. This will actually be able to help you with any type of gaming that you do on a regular basis. Um, one added thing that I would say is um, you might have to use things such as, you know, um, online simulators, depending on, again, depending on the game. If you play strictly a tabletop game like Warhammer, that might be a little bit difficult because you're going to need the terrain. You're going to need um, to see that person. But if you're not, if you can kind of, you know, play something else, um, not necessarily using the minis, but perhaps going to another board game altogether, that might be great. This might be a good time to learn other board games. But either way, I digress. You know, the, the main thing about this episode is I want to talk to you all about how I am going to continue running and playing D&D successfully through the online apps that they have out, you know. Um, obviously with the rise in technology, there's so many things available to us, right? There's so many things that you can, um, pursue from a technology perspective that it's going to be really easy. So again, for those of you who want to play D&D, this will be your first time because you're transitioning into a new game. This is going to be for you. If, you know, if you are one of the veterans who already, plays online this is going to be for you as well because this is going to help you this is going to say okay 
you know, now with everything, with this social distancing that we have to do, we have to be on top of our game even more. So first and foremost, I want to recommend if you're going to have an online, a successful online D&D campaign, you want to make sure that you're taking and you're sharing extensive notes. So my gaming group typically takes notes. Um, it's typically one person and then I have my DM notes that I kind of run through at the beginning of each session. So essentially I run through what happened last session and, excuse me, my players kind of fill in the gaps and they know what's going on throughout the game. In this case, what we're going to probably be doing is that we're going to start assigning note takers for the session we're going to have a specific dedicated note taker and that might actually be to be two people there, there might be two note takers besides me as the dm and that's to ensure that nothing was missed that nothing was um you know forgotten because when we're at home there tends to be some distractions, right? There's a chance to have distractions and there's a chance to forget things. So if we assign some people to be the note takers and to kind of produce those detailed notes, it's gonna be really easy to compile them together and then share it on whatever platform. Now, the big question is what platform, right? You know, it's easy to take notes, but what platform should you use? Here's a couple that I personally recommend. Now, I am not endorsed. I'm not sponsored by any of these companies or any of these platforms. I just personally use them. So D&D Beyond. D&D Beyond has a really cool public-private note feature that allows you to share notes with um, those that are invited to the campaign. So whoever's involved in your campaign via D&D Beyond, they can see the public notes. This is actually really cool because... You can share, you know, the high-level notes with your players. That's something I do. So in my public notes, I, I basically have session, you know, whatever number session recap notes, something like that, something generic. And I talk to, I basically say, this is what I went through. This is what um, the party did, and this is the outcome. And these are the things that you all chose to do after. Very simple, very general. And I can also put my private notes to kind of say, okay, this is, you know, at this moment in the session, um, my player did this. Again, it, and it allows you to have that secrecy. Um, I also recommend Microsoft OneNote. If you have Microsoft Office, right? If you have OneNote, especially, I think if you have a MacBook, you can actually, or if you have any type of MacBook, I believe you can actually download it for free. So, Microsoft Office, um, specifically Microsoft OneNote, it helps me organize my um, DM notes from a more detailed list and detailed view. So I have DM notes, I have world building notes, and I have um, different NPCs, locations, so on and so forth. I've been able to organize my OneNote, you know, based upon the world, the different countries in the world, and then within each country have the different cities and the different NPCs and the different, you know, it's so granular. And that's, I love that because 
it gives me the ability, it gives me the freedom to say, okay, when I share with my players, oh, who was that person that I talked to at the tavern, you know, during this part of the session? I can go through and pull it up pretty easily based upon the qualifications of, okay, it was this tavern at this location. Well, these are the only people that would have been there. So here you go. So it, it, it helps me to organize at that high level and at that granular level. So again, Microsoft OneNote gives you that ability. Now, how do you share this, right? Google Drive is a great way to share it. That's what I personally use to share the notes with outside of D&D Beyond. So Google Drive, as you know, like basically you can create a folder and that's what I've done. I've created folders. I've created um, folders that have the NPCs and the images of the NPCs. Um, something that you're going to really, really want to have during this time that you're going to be playing online, right? You know, not only are the extensive notes helpful, but if you can provide visuals of the NPCs, the locations that you're at, visuals of what the weapons look like, sometimes, if not all, you know, most times, that is actually going to help the player get into the world a little bit more. You're going to really help them um, get involved in the world in a deeper way because they have that visual um, cue that you would normally give in that physical interaction, you know, at the gaming table. So because a lot of my players, they are a little bit more vision based, you know, they learn more through seeing things. Google Drive is probably going to be heavily used alongside um, Microsoft OneNote and D&D Beyond. It's, it's kind of going to be the one of the main pillars, one of the three pillars to um, my online experience. So with Google Drive, I can just send a link. I can email that link to them. They can see any maps. They can see, you know, almost like a dossier of what they encountered. Um, those are the, th again, those are the three pillars that I would recommend. D&D Beyond, uh, a note-taking, an online note-taking um, platform. So for me, Microsoft OneNote and, a, a, you know, Google Drive or like a, you know, some type of like platform to share at, you know, en masse. But either way, you're going to want to share these details. You're going to have to choose a platform where you can share the you know, extensive details and notes that you are coming up with that you're talking about because your players are going to need those as reference points. They're going to need that as a guide to really get, you know, to have the same level of not only enthusiasm, but involvement in the world. You're going to have to step up that note game. So with that being said, role-playing. Role-playing is going to be key. Um, role-playing in this regard is something that personally I think is hopefully not going to be disrupted by this, but it's going to be the interactions that your character or your DM has with you and that you're going to say, okay, you're going to be able to describe things. You're going to have to describe things in a detailed way 
um, as if you were in person. Hopefully you're already doing this as a DM. You're going to be describing things that's obviously pertinent to the situation. And my recommendation is to, to kind of take it to that next level. You're going to want to describe details um, that are in, in, you know, in communion, in, um, in, well, actually, in this case, I'll say in communion with the party members' senses. So you're going to want to play on their sight, their smell, hearing, taste, obviously, if applicable, and, and the feel. So whether it's an emotional, physical um, feeling, you're going to want to play onto that. A great example that I've used in the past before is imagine, you know, when you're detailing the arrival of the party to a new town, what do they see? What do they smell? What are they hearing? Um, Do they grab food or drink and what does it taste like? And what's the feeling? What's the not only emotional feeling, but what are they physically feeling? Are they feeling sick? You know, do they enter the town and see this lovely cascade of people and this bright, you know, well-trimmed town that just seems extremely um, uh, joyful? Did they smell, you know, the, you know, fresh baking of bread and herbs? And did they hear chit-chat and laughter? Did they go to one of these restaurants and taste something and the party... you know, tasted it and it was fresh and it was, um, it, it, and it brought joy to them. Did they, are they feeling welcomed? Are they feeling joyful themselves? Those are the things that you want to kind of ask yourself and then describe in the game. So if you are going to be role-playing something, I recommend to cater to the five senses talk about what they're seeing and this also applies in combat right combat's going to be a huge in uh factor and it's going to be really important that you do this but it's going to be a huge factor in your role playing in role play typically you don't have to talk about combat unless you're thinking theater of the mind but most of the time you're using minis locations terrain things maps, things of that nature that allows the player to, you know, do what you got to do and do the combat. Now, there are a bunch of um, platforms. I know Roll20, um, Fantasy Grounds, things of that nature that allow you to um, play and share certain things, which again, I can talk, I'm going to talk about later on in the episode, but with combat, you really want to make sure that you are describing what the players are seeing, what they're hearing on the battlefield. You know, is there something physically in their way? Is there something hindering them? Um, what is the enemy wearing? Are they wearing, you know, describe what they're wearing. Describe what they see and what they're feeling at the moment. Um, those things are really going to be the key to making that combat more and probably more in depth than it is when you're you know sitting around at the table you want to make sure that whatever you've done from a you know when when your players physically come to the you know to the gaming table to play 
you want to make sure that you're going a little bit beyond what you normally do. Because again, being just being in the same location and playing at the same gaming table, there's a lot of connectivity and there's a lot of ways that people react to things based upon it. So for example, if I were to say something, maybe a joke in front of my um, party, you know, I'm role playing an NPC and that NPC says a joke and they, it obviously, maybe it's a cheesy joke, whatever, and my party doesn't laugh. I can kind of initiate the laugh in the role play and they understand, oh, he's saying a joke and he's trying to get us to laugh, you know, so on and so forth. You can't really get that online because they can't see you. It's kind of like texting, right? When you text someone, you're not seeing what they're, you know, what they physically look like. If that, if, you know, if that or if when they're sending a message and it seems derogatory or mean or, you know, it it leads to misunderstanding, right? We've all been through that. We've all received that um, text message because, you know, this is the, 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 the day and the era where that happens. And this is the same principle. When you play online, sometimes you can't make out the physical and emotional kind of well-being of a player without seeing them. So be extra, you know, be a little bit extra descriptive when you, you know, when you're role-playing, when you're in combat. Um, And have your players follow your lead. Talk to them. Tell them, hey, listen, I'm going to be a little bit more engaging in role play and in dot and you know in our dialogue so feel free to push them you as the dm and or even you as a player you might have to be the one to push um the dialogue a little bit more but either way it's going to be a two-part effort so encourage your party encourage the dm encourage the players to really push themselves when engaging in dialogue obviously a lot of times we focus on pointing and hinting towards things um, that we take for granted because we're in person right you know when we're in person we see things a little differently and we act a little differently so in this case like i said talk to them and let them know that you're going to be doing this but um, one great exercise to do is to have you know when you're role playing as your character or as the npc ask them details about that person so for example you know tell the dm hey dm what is this npc wearing you know does my character see um where their sword is placed or where their dagger is placed on their person you know as the dm say hey i'm going to describe what this npc looks like it's a rich merchant with rings on all fingers made of gold you know blah 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 whatever it may be so be a little bit more descriptive and kind of challenge each other to be descriptive to enter into that dialogue with all that being said where should you play i mentioned you know a couple of platforms that allow you to play and share and whatnot but one thing that i would recommend is there well there's two sites obviously roll uh, roll 20 is one of them i believe fantasy grounds is another but something really simple is skype you can use skype and you can use Discord. They're both, you know, apps that you can use on your phone or on a laptop. And that's what I personally use to play D&D online. So my friends, um, my friends and I, we use Skype um, to record 
podcast, specifically when we record Behold the D&D podcast, we use Skype as a platform because it allows us to see one another and allows us to kind of see that energy that we get from one another. It kind of actually, it's like being there physically, obviously, but we obviously are not physical or are not there physically with one another. So we get to see our facial reactions, but we are just on an online platform. So Skype is one thing you can use if you want that person to person action. If you don't care for it, Discord's another platform that you can use. Either way, they're both very user friendly and they're both very utilitarian. So you can really use it for anything. You can share notes you can chat while you're on skype and discord you know let's say that you're trying to tell your party member something you can you can send them a message really quick and you know communicate that there's a lot of great things you can do with skype and discord um and again i'm not sponsored by any of the companies or any of the apps that i've mentioned it's just stuff that i've used and i currently use so again this is going to be really easy to transition online it's probably going to be really fun doing it as well because it's really not that big of a deal it's not a big hassle but that is really the core of it is again make sure that your story that you continue telling the story and that you continue to collaborate as storytellers and with all that being said just have fun this is a time to have fun write a little more do what you got to do it's gonna be great and it's gonna be okay so that's it friends i hope that you've enjoyed this episode stay tuned to the next one and as always keep gaming